0: Before we begin, I would like to introduce some new intro and outro music on this podcast. I was scrolling through YouTube and happened upon a short that had been cut out of a worship set. It wasn't just the beautiful music, but the words that were so impactful to me. I then reached out to the creator of the video, Jerry Abba, and got his permission to use a modified soundtrack from the video in the podcast. You can find more information about what Jerry is up to through the YouTube link in the show notes. Big shout out to Jerry. Thanks so much. The lyric that really caught my eye in this song was, "Except the Lord, keep the city, they waketh in vain, they that watch over it. I want to always remember that no matter how incredible the ministry, or the mission, or the business being interviewed, it's all in vain if not for him. It's an honor and a privilege to partner with God to showcase what he is doing in the city. Thanks for joining us for another Faith Horizons podcast. The purpose of a Faith Horizons podcast is to discover the kingdom of God in Kansas City, one conversation at a time. This is the first Q&A for Faith Horizons. In our episode, Scott Stanger answered a few questions from people on Reddit. The theme was Christian Business Leadership. I hope you enjoy and learn something. Here's my conversation with Scott Stanger. All right, so uh, we're going to do a QA and a with uh, Scott Stanger today. I have asked people on Reddit, a, a couple people on Reddit, for some questions. I just put it out there, hey, I'm going to be having a conversation with a Christian businessman. Uh, what are some of the questions that you would ask if you could ask this uh, this person a question? And one of, the, one of the items that came up twice, it came up twice, one time it was asked as a question— and the other time it was made as a statement is about Matthew nineteen twenty one, which is where Jesus is talking to the rich young ruler in uh, Matthew nineteen twenty one. One of the statements was, is that Jesus taught his disciples to give everything they had to the poor. And I'll just let you take it from there.
1: Well, he clearly didn't. He said that to one person. He didn't teach his disciples to give everything to the poor. If... We are supposed to take every single thing that Jesus said to an individual or even to a a specific group of people, if we're supposed to take that, that, oh, this is what we're supposed to do, well, then I think that most of the Christians— that are alive today, would be one-eyed with one hand. In other words, think of when Jesus said, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. So I would think that if Jesus were saying that, and we're supposed to take that figuratively, 100% across the body of Christ, we would see a lot of people
0: walking around with one eye and one hand. So, So you're saying that just because Jesus did this with one person does not mean that he's suggesting this for the whole body of Christ.
1: That's right. He's addressing something that was in that person specifically in their heart he yes. challenged them now that's not to say that he's he through the his holy spirit uh isn't singling somebody out today a successful business person whether they're you know a high profile figure or not uh, and and saying listen i want you to give everything away to the poor and to go and do something different very well, could be, but he is clearly not teaching his disciples to give everything away to the poor. That so, is a, that's a, a very naive, um, uh, ignorant. I mean, I I hate this. That word sounds
0: ugly, but hey. We're all ignorant, <laughs> We're, some way. We
1: have a lack of understanding of some things. way or another. Sure.
0: So, so you're saying that this method that Jesus used with this person could be applied to another person today. It doesn't mean that God can't reuse this method, but it might not be, but this is not a modus operandum for no, the, for no. for Jesus no, per se. It's not, uh, or or for for Christians in general. So uh, one thing I was just discussing this briefly with you after God's relay race, I had mentioned this question, and you said, and I I really kind of took it to heart was, is that you know if God gives you finances, you know and then you just give it away you're giving away your ability to steward what god has given you right. it's almost like you're giving away your responsibility to steward that in order to bring glory to god through the stewarding of your finances sure. you know like yeah. you're giving away all your responsibilities
1: yeah uh, okay, so here's a, here's a secular example, but just recently in, in, the current events, we see that Elon Musk has bought Twitter, you know, the social media platform, and, uh, you got both sides of the f- fence and extreme views of this, but I see people say, well, if, if Elon Musk really cared about truth and, and uh, improving the human condition instead of buying the social media platform for 44 billion dollars he would just give that away to the the poor and solve world hunger that's that reminds me you know something you ask your little 4 year old of, what do you want in life? Oh, I want world peace. Yeah, we all want world peace. But let's be real. $44 billion is not going to solve world hunger. It's it's going to fall into the hands of, of corrupt uh, government officials and warlords and so on. And it's not going to be administrated effectively. And then He's using this as a platform to, for for freedom of speech. Okay, right. right. Uh, let's just I gig it off that.
0: Maybe that wasn't the the best example, but I'm trying to say. So you're saying that the best use of Elon Musk's money wasn't to try to solve world hunger. It could have very well been because of the business personality that he is, is to buy Twitter and then to administrate it correctly for the benefit of everybody. There you go. <laughs> I wish I'd said it that way, so clear and concise. But the best use of his money is not to necessarily give it away to the poor.
1: Right. Now, again, that's a secular—I uh, don't know where Elon Musk is in a profession of faith in Christ.
0: If I could bring up another person, you know, like on, on the Christian side of things, you mm-hmm. know, on the Christian side of things, you have uh, uh, Truett Cathy started a program called Chick-fil-A, you yeah. know, and, and that, you know— I hope you like chicken sandwiches, because it's still producing chicken sandwiches, and if they had given all their money away, we would not have that level of chicken sandwich today. And then another example would be David Green of Hobby Lobby, and as I think most people have at least one or two items of Hobby Lobby in their house, but these were two business men that were Christians that held on to what the Lord gave them and stewarded it.
1: Yeah, my favorite parable— uh, Jesus is the one of the the good stewards, and the three who are each given, you know, oh, that's good, yeah. which which version you, you read, because there's a couple different versions of it from the Gospels, but the one where he gives the talents, ten talents to one, five talents to another, and then one talent to the other, and then, and then this uh, owner or this investor comes back and says, okay, let's Let's have an accounting of your stewardship of the resources that I gave you. And one had doubled it, and the other had doubled it, and the one with one just buried it. And yeah, that's uh, that the the landowner or the investor rebukes him and actually casts him into outer darkness because he says, "You have not stewarded what I've given you and given me a return on my investment." And in you, that's. Really what we're talking about here is a, is a business person, whether you are a, a business person or you're an artist or you're an educator, God has instilled certain talents and gifts and skills in you. What kind of a uh, return on his investment are you giving him? Uh, and it's it's easy to... It's easier to measure the return on investment of a business person because, you know, you've got a balance sheet and you've got a, a, an income statement and some numbers crank out at the bottom. It may not be as easy to measure it for an educator or for an artist or so on. But nonetheless, I think we can all we can all see, hey, here's an artist who's using their talents and they're out there sculpting or painting or creating music and theater, whatever it might be. So um, these business people are simply stewarding what God's entrusted to them. It's it's feeding the families of their employees. It could be also the vendors and the suppliers who sell into that business uh, a product or a service. It's benefiting those vendors as well. And it's certainly – you hope that it's, the business is benefiting the customer. If uh, not, they uh, wouldn't make it. Uh, yeah. Right, exactly. They'd be run out of business. And so um, that is – that's that's the kingdom right there. Yeah. Uh, the, it, the Giving away everything is uh, not to say that God wouldn't call us to be extravagant uh, givers. Um, I certainly believe that to be true, but I also believe that we are to be extravagant stewards of what he's entrusted, give him a robust return on his investment.
0: Awesome. All right, so— that was a great answer to that question. Um so another question we got from this is from i t r cool on Reddit was what do you do for customers who go against your faith if your business model represents promoting or servicing something that could be sinful by their request as a customer
1: well it's it's pretty easy to sit there and say okay um i'm I'm a publisher, and am I going to make money by publishing?" You know, pornographic materials. No, I mean that is a clear violation. That is that is promoting something that is, leads to bondage. Both those who are caught up in that, as well as those who are partakers of that. So that's that's easy peasy there. But what about uh, you know? We know these famous legal cases of a a photographer who wouldn't go and take. Pictures uh, of a of a wedding ceremony for um, you know gay marriage, or a uh, a baker who wouldn't bake cakes or pastries or whatever for in celebration of a a gay marriage that as um, runs counter to the values that they hold as they interpret scripture. So we got to prayerfully walk through those. And consider those, ask for discernment, leadership of the Holy Spirit, to go back to God's Word. And there are going to be things that we are—there's the Scripture that Paul wrote to the Corinthians. He said there's going to be times when we are a fragrant aroma to those who are being saved, but we are the smell of death <laughs> to those who are perishing. Yeah. In other words, our actions, our values, the things that we are uniquely stewarding, we talked about stewarding a little bit earlier, that we're uniquely stewarding in our business to offer to the marketplace a product or a service. Sometimes people are, some people are going to think, wow, that's great. Um, and some people are going to, be offended by it. And regardless of whether we uh, we promote ourselves as, as a kingdom-minded business owner, I mean, goodness, you could have products out there, you're making a Uh, an automobile that runs on fossil fuels. Well, there's an element of our society out there that that are adamantly opposed to that, and they think we should be using nothing but electric vehicles because of the impact on the environment, although I I challenge them to go look at what is the carbon footprint of producing and operating that electric vehicle. Right, so there's both sides to this. Yes, yes, yes.
0: There's always always two sides to to a thing.
1: Sure, sure. So all I'm saying is that he who is without sin... Cast the first stone. <laughs> that uh, as you're sitting here and you're you're judging whether this business is aligning with your
0: values, uh, consider fully your values first. So what you're saying is is that if you're encountered a problem wh- that you feel like is. You know, you don't want to serve a person or a, or a different business because of your faith. You said something really good. You said you know you need to prayerfully consider that because there there are laws in our country that will come into play, and so it's a question of is this some is this a hill that you need to, you know. to to be Christian on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is this where you need to actually say, no, I cannot do that because of my faith? Mm -hmm. Is it so prayerfully consider that, figure out how to word that, how to, you know, to say no, (laughs) if you have to. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, there are stories of um, escaping me, some of the names, they're they're well-known names, but there are stories from the past of Christians who have sold themselves into slavery in order to be a witness to whether the other slaves or as be a witness to the slave owners, I think um, Saint Patrick. I think that that was true in in a certain aspect of his life. That he he as he came out of Ireland, he went back, and I th- believe he went back into into slavery. But the point is, there none of us would condone slavery. No, none of us uh, condones the trafficking of a human being. No, and yet. Here's somebody who inserted themselves into something that is an, uh, as we would say, an immoral, abusive uh, enterprise, and yet God used them in a redemptive way. And so I, I just say that, as, as much as I said at the beginning of this. They're like, okay, you're a publisher, and you're you're not going to go out there and publish pornographic materials. I mean, that's clear black and white. But I'm also saying, don't rule out some some open doors that God may have you for for a season mm-hmm. go out there and do something. Am I again? Am I condoning? Okay, I'm going to sell something that is considered immoral, uh, you know, illicit drugs or whatever. No, I'm not. But I'm just saying. Consider that God may take you outside of the box. He's, he's not Jack. Yeah. He lives outside the box. <laughs> Jack lives in the box, <laughs> and Jesus doesn't. So he may have you do something for a season yeah. that uh, could be offensive or
0: borderline gray area. You know a good example from this the Bible because in the Bible I was actually thinking of was Daniel. I mean Daniel was brought out of the country of of you know, out of his country into mm-hmm. the country of Babylon, yeah. and then he was he was named Belshazzar, which is which is a which is the name of a of a god of I think Nebuchadnezzar's yeah. favorite god or something like that. Right, and then also he was operating underneath of the. Uh, the title of chief of magicians. Yes, yeah. the entire time yeah. that he impacted that country and our—I mean, if you read through the whole thing, if he had any impact on the scroll of Cyrus, which I believe he did. Sure, he's still impacting us today. Yes, because he stayed where God put him. Right, and right. didn't—that wasn't the—that wasn't the. That wasn't the a, enough of a point of conflict for him to be called a god and also to be titled the chief of physician to abandon where God had put him.
1: Yeah, well, in in an empire like that for him to go in there and and uh, protest and uh you know fly some banner around probably would have <laughs> ended his life com- quickly. <laughs> ended his life quickly. But the 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 point is is that he was in um he was in a less than ideal kingdom environment, and yet he, he functioned in that environment to the glory of God, so much so that he you know, was used to write a, a book of the Bible, and uh, his life and his words uh, impact us to this day.
0: So another uh, person from Reddit, William Newman uh, 777 from Reddit, said, how do you use your work to serve and glorify God what makes it a service to God rather than just work or serving oneself? And then also this person commented, he said he'd be interested in reading a book that's devoted to the, the subject of, you know, I think, that, you know, what would a Christmas business person do or, 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 or how would you glorify God with your work? Yes. Well, I think actually maybe last
1: month in the podcast we sort of touched on this, if, if I recall. We talked about uh, Bezalel. This True, obscure yeah. figure that uh, he's introduced to us in, um, Exodus. like Exodus 31 through 35. There's like four, five, six chapters there, and he was commissioned by Moses to make the the articles of the tabernacle. Uh, the tent and and all the structure they use for the tabernacle as, as well as the you know all the, the the ark of the covenant and yada yada all these things uh it says that he was filled with the spirit of god and uh wisdom and all manner of craftsmanship. And he had an apprentice, because it also said he had the gift of teaching, so he had an apprentice. But then it goes on to say that the people were so inspired by him and his his craftsmanship that they came alongside and participated in uh, crafting these, so these cool. articles. And so the story there is, or the point is, that God can take our natural skills that he gives us, whether it be as a carpenter or as a as a, a sculptor or as a painter or again as a musician as a as an educator, he can take those things and when we run in our lane with the skills and the talents that he's given us, he enjoys that, and so do others, and we enjoy it as well because we're uh, remember the the word from uh, Chariots of Fire*, uh, Eric Little, the the runner. He says, "When I run, I feel God's pleasure." Absolutely. When we do whatever it is we're made to do, unto him we can feel his pleasure, and so can others, and they can be inspired to, to join in. Um, a couple of books come to mind it is the very first one that I read that helped launch me into this journey, and is, Your Work Matters to God by Doug Sherman.
0: It's a great book. I'll make sure it's in the show notes.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's out there, and it was back you know, 20, 30 years ago, it was uh, when you go to a Christian bookstore and you would try to find these books that integrate faith and a vocation, uh, you you would find one small little section of the bookstore. There'd be just a handful of books, and uh, that one, Your Work Matters of God, was one of the few that was out there. Now you go to a Christian bookstore, or you go to Amazon, and you search for books that integrate faith and, and a vocation, you'll find thankfully hundreds if not thousands of titles and another one that comes to mind is anointed for Business by Ed Silvoso and uh, he talks about you know his experience as a banker and, um, and uh, not only for the customers that he serviced, but then how his faithfulness, He who is faithful in the little should be given more. He then became a financier for the community and even for a nation uh, where God used his expertise because he was anointed and appointed for business. So those are two books that come to mind. Again, all you got to do is go to – you go search for one of those on Amazon, and you'll see where, hey, there's a whole bunch more in this genre. Um, But those are two that come to mind that are really good.
0: That's good. So, there is one more person that I had that that I'd like to ask her question or this person's question I don't know uh it's Lee Z it's Leia Z on reddit she asked she asked two questions, but I'll just ask one of them, and she said, "Have you ever lost money in business because of your faith?" Yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, there are going to be those times okay i there's a psalm 15 comes to mind of the the verse and it starts out something like who may ascend his his holy hill or dwell with him on his holy hill and it outlines a couple of things and then the i think the final one that it outlines is he who swears to his own hurt in other words when we bind ourselves by a value or um saying here here's the principles that i'm going to live out then there's going to be a time when we're going to be tested by that whether it's it's uh you know in in the marketplace or it's out there and in in our vocation as a uh, as a doctor as a lawyer whatever um we're going to be tested and we're going to swear to our own hurt and so there's been many times where i've uh, I've said, okay, here's what we're going to do, and if this backfires, then I'll be responsible for it, and perhaps I take a pay cut as as the the business owner, and uh, in order to honor somebody's salary or somebody's commission that they were owed on a on a big sale, and uh, things were tight, and I ended up, I, you know, I'm not saying this in a braggadocious way. I'm, I'm being very real and and transparent here to to go ahead and honor would have promised to pay somebody else. It could be a, a creditor. Yeah. And, uh, and I've got some very hard stories there of, of paying a creditor uh, before paying myself or paying the organization in order to honor our obligations. And, you know, I mean, golly, you don't have to be a Christian to go out and do those. You're just being a, a person of your word. But uh, when I think, okay, it's not just my reputation – that I'm trying to uphold That's a good in point. the marketplace. That's a good point. I am here as a representative of an ambassador of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. And so if I dishonor uh, my word and people know that I am a businessman uh, for Christ, uh, then that is saying, wow, gosh, that guy's no different than the rest of us, yeah. uh, than, than the marketplace uh, leaders.
0: Great. Thank you so much for doing this q and I really feel like we got some really good content here and allowed other people to weigh in on some uh, questions that, that are relevant today. Here's a quick update from Faith Horizons. I have recently added unique pages for each organization interviewed on the Faith Horizons podcast. These pages include all articles and posts for that specific organization and, and also include the opportunity to leave your testimony of experience with them. You can find these specific organization pages and the opportunity to leave testimonies on the front page. Please take the time to leave a testimony for whichever organizations have impacted you. It really helps tell the complete story of what God is doing. And-